Hey guys, Aaron here. This is my podcast. Let's go. What's up guys? Aaron Wayne here. Got my dog. Pitter-pattering all over the yoga room. I've yet to really kind of create a sound space that's good for sound, but I don't know, man, I was just having a day. I figured I'd, uh, I think it's the right time to kind of jump into talking. I was going to go journal about what I'm thinking and feeling, but I think uh, I could probably get it off faster if I just talk out loud. I don't know about you, but I really learn what I think by speaking it out loud. So I don't know, man. I've uh, Today was a, a tough day for me. I watched uh, some Jordan Peterson stuff. If you don't know him, Google him. He's a really interesting guy. Um, wherever you land on what he does or does not think according to how you interpret what he says. But I was watching some stuff, and I think it's undeniable um, that one of our primary objectives in life should be, if it isn't, is to pursue something meaningful. And I've been so wrapped up. It's being busy and doing this and doing that and having massive to-do lists and running all over town to teach yoga and to be an English teacher and then um, teaching yoga teacher training. It's just, there's, when I say it out loud, it doesn't seem like that many things, but it really does feel like I've spent so much time being busy that I'm not so sure how productive I am. And I think more importantly, on top of that, it's not even about productivity. It's about am I pursuing something meaningful? And I think the things that I pursue are meaningful, but I don't think that I'm necessarily pursuing them because they're meaningful. I think that being a teacher, both a yoga teacher and a middle school teacher are meaningful paths, but I don't think that I connect regularly enough with them being meaningful. I think that a lot of times as a middle school teacher, I go because it's my job. And then a lot of times as a yoga teacher, I go because it's fun. I really enjoy standing in front of a room full of people and coming up with different ways to go through a yoga practice. So I don't know. I think that I'm just sort of sort of stuck in that place of, you know, I'm doing something that's important, but am I really taking the time to recognize and feel something meaningful? I don't know, sort of just going off on this. You might feel this too. The thing that always comes to me when I have these moments um, is that they never last. Just like some of my fondest memories of traveling. Come here, puppies, come here. My dogs are about to start wrestling in the yoga room. It's like uh, one of the reasons that I haven't started actually regularly recording a podcast is because my dogs make it impossible it seems but whatever you know I'm a human this isn't I don't know I'm not this isn't the Joe Rogan experience this isn't like um this American life just some dude in his yoga room with a $25 mic recording on voice memos so there you go but I don't know, man. I'm just kind of stuck. I had a great class this morning. I taught a great yoga class this morning. And then my kids are reading a really interesting book. And we're having really good conversations. My relationship with my wife is great. My dogs are healthy. My family is healthy. Um, 
just some days, man. It's just like, I don't know. And the breath work, like, and the practices and all these things, like, they come into play. But I don't know. Sometimes it's just, it sticks with you. It's like in your bones, a sense of, what am I doing? That's what it is. That's definitely what it is. It's a sense of, like, the hell am I doing? What am what am I doing it all for? Why am I, I'm, I'm this busy, but to what end? What's the, um, what's the payoff? And I think the payoff is, the payoff is, I think the payoff's twofold. One, I feel really important when I'm standing in front of a room of people, either giving an English lecture, later here, or teaching yoga. I think, I feel important. It makes me feel valued. It's like the little Aaron, 10-year-old Aaron is still inside of me saying, look at me, look at me, look at me. Um, and then I think the second is, I think it is actually beneficial for people. I think that mm, the way that I teach English and the way that I teach yoga, I think that people receive benefit from it. And, you know, they tell me. The kids tell me that they like my class and the people that I teach yoga, the adults, they say that they enjoy the class. And I think those are the benefits of it. I'm sort of lost on this tangent and the dogs are distracting me, but, um, yeah, it comes and goes, it comes in waves. So I don't know. I got this event tomorrow morning. I'm doing, okay. All right. Let me put these dogs out. Let's go. Nate, you're gonna stay. Nate, 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 Nate. Nate is gonna stay. Because if I were to put Nate out, he would just bark at the window, even though nobody's out there. So, yeah, I got this event tomorrow. I think maybe I'm nervous for that. I don't really know who's gonna show up for it. Having, throw, having events is always. Um, it's a strange thing. It's it's not like teaching a public yoga class because in a public yoga class, I know I'm I'm teaching at well-established places, so I know that people are going to show up. They're going to show up, and there's not really any surprises. But there's something about going out into the world. And it being possible for two people to show up. It makes you feel vulnerable. But I guess that's the risk. I mean, that's that's the cost of being the, the person on stage. And is it like... It's always confusing for me. Because I enjoy being on stage so much though it makes me dreadfully nervous oftentimes. I don't get nervous teaching yoga anymore, but I used to. And sometimes if I don't teach for several weeks, I'll get really nervous, but it's interesting. In my, I think all this is coming up is because I'm not pursuing the things that I'm pursuing for the right reasons. And I think I've been so busy that I haven't had time to answer that question for myself, let alone ask it. And so by watching these Jordan Peterson clips, which just sort of popped up on my YouTube, 
<clears throat> it surfers those questions for me. One of the things that he says is that truth has the capacity to burn off dead wood. And burning off the dead wood is painful because it's possible, if not probable, that most of what we've been carrying around with us mentally and habitually and ritualistically, all that is dead wood, or at least a big chunk of it. And so when you're hit with truths, like, you feel blue today, or no one showed up to your class, or you're just confused and kind of fraying, when you get presented with those like real truths, it forces you to ask the real questions. And I think right now I'm asking myself, am I up to, am I up, it's like the um, Marauders or Mortars, I don't know, the map from Harry Potter, I solemnly swear I'm up to no good. I think it's the inverse of that. It's like, am I up to good? What is, what does the good look like? And am I doing it? I don't know. I think I am. It feels like it. But then you lose touch with it. No, it doesn't feel like it. This is the thing. It, I feel busy, so I don't really have the opportunity to really feel much of anything other than the thrill of being busy. I said once in a yoga teacher training um, that I was a student in for a 300 hour, and I said, you know, in these yoga spaces, you find yourself in circles where people are talking about what's going on in their life and how they feel, and, and um, you know, a couple people said that they were busy. And as they were saying that, I said, I should not say that I'm busy. I should prevent myself from telling everyone how busy I am. But instead, what I did was this like, like sort of passive aggressive, underhanded um, statement, which sort of like lifted me it, like I like unintentionally, or maybe mildly intentionally elevated myself to a position of saying, and what I said was a, a position above like all of that, um, you know, self-congratulatory busy talk. I said something to the effect of, um, I'm busy, you know, we're all busy, but I feel like the more that I talk about that, how busy I am, I feel as if it's bringing up a feeling of self-importance. Like I'm trying to articulate how important I am. And I said that, and that, that was such a, <laughs> I was such a mean thing to say because Everybody was just sort of sharing, like, I'm busy, I'm tired, I never take time to slow down, and these weekends are an opportunity for me to slow down and meditate and breathe and be in fellowship with people who are trying to learn and advance their own personal practice. And I gave this underhanded comment of, like, I don't know about y'all, but I'm not going to complain about being busy, even though I'm probably way busier than all y'all. Like, that sort of sort of tone. I don't know. It's just, it's interesting. I, I bet you if I, I, you know, I could examine these things all the time, all day. These little things that I say. Because it's all coming from a place of like, I want to be on stage and I want everybody to clap and I want everybody to say, Aaron, you're the best. You're the greatest. But like, when I feel the best, and when I'm 
helping the most and when I'm at most at peace is when I can genuinely let go, not in a sort of like telling people that I've let go of being important, but when I can genuinely let go of the feeling of I'm important, listen to me. It's sort of like what Ramdas calls phony holy. He says it's easy to get into a position where you're like, hello. Yes, my name is Ramdas. And then you, you find yourself in this position where people look at you and they're like, yes, he is Ram. He, that, yes, that's Ramdas. It's like it's the same guy. It's the same cat that's like, you know, his alarm went off at 6.15 he woke up at 7.45, you know. That's another thing. I get really hard on myself about stuff like that. But, like, I I feel like it's such a trap, too. It's such a trap being hard on yourself because when you're hard on yourself, you tend to get more stuff done. But if you're too hard on yourself, then you're like, there's nothing, there's nothing left except the kid that's getting yelled at inside your head by, you know, the projection of authority, parental figures inside your head. And then like the internet's not helpful because, you know, you see David Goggins ran, David Goggins, David Goggins probably ran 50 miles today and in, in, in between each mile he did 50 burpees. And in fact, he didn't run those 50 miles, he lunged them. He did walking lunges with kettlebells in his hands, you know. And you see that and you're like, man, I could get so much more out of what I'm doing. But is what is the point of life to like squeeze every last bit until you're afraid? I mean, I know that's what we put on bumper stickers and stuff, but like, is that the point? I don't know. I think it is. I sort of think it is. I think it's to like squeeze out as much as you can. But, you know, it ends in the same way for everybody. It's still going to shake out the same way. Maybe it's easier not to squeeze everything. Maybe people find a little bit more peace. I don't think so. Nope. I don't think that's right. I, don't, I think that people that... I think that people that aren't pushing themselves are aware that they're not pushing themselves. And then they have a sense of they probably well that, I don't know maybe I'm projecting maybe I'm assuming everybody feels exactly the same way I do but you know when I'm not achieving my potential I feel uncomfortable I feel like hey man you could be doing more but that could come back to the negative self-talk <sighs> I got these google notifications that go off all the time Tell me if you do this. You have Google notifications. You listen to them like calendar notifications. You plan them out ahead of time. You're like, oh, this is how I'm going to get productive. This is how I'm going to get. I'm really going to dial everything in, get my productivity you know, nailed. And then you set all these notifications for times around the day where you think you're not going to be doing anything. And then you just don't do the thing that pops up. 
like right now I just got a Google notification that says practice the camera because I'm trying to get into photography. I did a little bit of photography today, but I have to teach Katie, my wife, um, a few simple things with the camera because she, she's going to be taking pictures of the event that we're doing tomorrow. But to what end? What end am I taking these pictures for? What am I going to do with them? I don't even know what I'm going to do with them. I'm just like, oh, I have to have them. It would be important for me to have them. I read this interesting fact once on the internet, mind you, that if you read one day's edition of the New York Times from cover to cover, you'll have consumed more information than someone who lived a hundred years ago would have consumed in their whole life. I mean, wow. I think that sentence made sense. There's more information in the New York Times than a person would be exposed to in their entire life a hundred years ago. I mind you, a lot of that's like ads for L.L. Bean. I got an L.L. Bean calendar, not calendar. Do they even do calendars? I got an L.L. Bean magazine in the mail this weekend. I don't know how they got it. I think the only way they could have figured out that they should be sending me an L.L. Bean thing which I'm not like a fan of theirs, like whatever, it's a brand. Uh, sure, they have lovely merchandise. But Katie and I went to Acadia National Park this summer, last summer of 2019, and we stayed in their parking lot. They have a 24-hour L.L. Bean. Yeah, 24 hours. It's like a super mega store. We stayed there and parked in our van, which like at the time was just a van. It was just a shell. There was nothing in it except for an air mattress. We put like a little carpet in there and we stayed in the LL Bean. And they must have gotten our address. I think Katie's here. Yo! Someone's here to look at the camper. I'm recording a podcast. Someone's here to look at the camper. Did you talk to them? Yeah, they said they emailed you. Oh. All right. Well. They're standing outside. This is where this podcast ends. <laughs>